Well, hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to another edition of the Good Trash Garbage Shoot, uh, where one, two, three, or everybody here from uh, the Good Trash crew uh, goes to watch a movie. Uh, could be with friends, could be with each other, could be by ourselves. We don't know. Uh, but we're watching the new stuff. We're, we're, we're catching screeners and we're, we're hitting press screenings and we're buying tickets to go see real movies. And uh, we're, we're trying to stay fresh and current with what's in the, the now uh, instead of uh, our, our typical archival approach to uh, film podcasting. Uh, and Dalton uh, went and saw a movie. Uh, I had went and seen that movie. And so it's been out for a little bit now, but we're decided to talk about it because it's weird and gonzo and has a lot cooking under the hood. Uh, and, and so uh, that's what we're going to do. Dalton, how are you? Uh, I'm good. The question we'll ask today is maybe there's nothing cooking under the hood, <laughs> I, I guess. Uh, but I'm doing well. Hey, very ex- show, show, showing your hand. Yeah, tipping my cards a little bit. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to talk about Saltburn with you, though, because I think there is a lot to like. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, if you've never tuned in, uh, we're just going to do some. Uh, I'm going to do a synopsis. We'll do some quick reviews, maybe get into some spoiler stuff. Uh, we'll warn you if that happens. Uh, and then uh, we, we'll go from there and give you some final thoughts and recommendations on uh, the movie. And that's right. We are going to be talking about Saltburn. Um, and let me hit you with that synopsis and we will get into it. So uh, Academy Award winning filmmaker Emerald Fennell from Promising Young Woman brings us a wicked tale of privilege and desire. Struggling to find his place at Oxford University, student Oliver Quick, played by Barry Keegan, finds himself drawn into the world of the charming and aristocratic Felix Catton, played by Jacob Elordi, who invites him to Saltburn, his eccentric family's sprawling estate for a summer never to be forgotten. This film is written and directed by Emerald Fennell and is being distributed by MGM Amazon and had its premiere at Telluride 2023 before rolling out to other film festivals and then into wider release. Uh, it stars Barry Keegan, Jacob Elordi, Rosamund Pike, Richard Grant, and very briefly, Carrie Mulligan. Uh, the movie is rated R for strong sexual content, uh, emphasis there, graphic nudity, language throughout, I, I also emphasis on graphic nudity, uh, some disturbing violent content, and drug use, and it runs for an hour or 131 minutes, just over two hours, around 2.10, if I'm not mistaken. So, it is Saltburn. Uh, Dalton, I don't know about you, when I saw the previews for this, I was very stricken. This was something I was highly looking forward to seeing. Uh, quickly became uh, uh, one of my more anticipated movies of the year. I liked Promising Young Woman, and we may talk about that in a second. Um, but when I saw that trailer, I was—I mean, this just—it was like uh, you know, uh, the Bronte sisters meet Spring Breakers was <laughs> what that trailer was selling, um, and I, I very much maybe what we get. But um, man, I was—I was ready to go for this one. I don't know about you. Yeah, um, I was pretty excited for this. I, I never got to Promising Young Woman. I definitely uh, absorbed a little bit of the uh, the talk around it. The discourse. The discourse, uh, ever-present. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, so I'm, you know, vaguely aware of its cultural footprint and it's sort of its, you know, participation in the Asterix Oscars year. Um, but, you know, I, I um, was just going in pretty cold, other than, like, cool trailer I, I saw a couple of clips and was like okay i'm sold i don't need to see any more and started avoiding pretty much anything else about the movie because i knew its whole thing was that it was absolutely batshit that was just sort of the thing mm-hmm. it was going for so I, I tried to go in you know pretty cold not knowing very much um 
I did get a few of the the weirder uh, acts that are depicted in the film. I got some of those slipped to me without con- full context or full explanation <laughs> of what exactly happens. Uh, so I was a little like, oh, okay, interesting. Um, but yeah, I I was pretty hyped up for this one. Yeah, I, there was uh, the one clip that I kept seeing on uh, on social media was uh, the Rosman Pike clip about how she. Uh, uh, ended her lesbian phase because she found women too wet. Uh, I just thought that was so funny. And I, I just like, I kept seeing that online and kept laughing at it. Uh, and that was, I didn't even, I don't even think I watched a full theatrical trailer for it ever. I saw like bits and pieces of the, the theatrical trailer. Um, so yeah, but, but just of what I had seen, I was like, okay, let's go. And, you know, exciting new filmmaker. They're giving her a lot of money. Uh, let's, let's see what sort of kooky adventure we're in for. And, you know, I didn't realize it was going to be a, I've heard some say, a, a sort of a talented Mr. Ripley situation. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, I've kind of alluded to it as being a assassination of Jesse James core, um, in some respects, you know, in terms of that, gotcha. that, that sort of, uh, I, I had a feeling from what I had seen and what I had heard about the, you know, the plot you know, the, the very basic summary, I assumed it would have some of that obsession stuff going on in it. Um, but I, I didn't expect it to be quite so much a, uh, I didn't expect it to go quite where it went, uh, which is, you know, I, that's fine. A kind of, kind of a fun, lurid, wacky unfolding, uh, especially, you know, the 11th hour reveals. I think they're, uh, a little too well explained, unfortunately, yeah. but I, I do, yeah. I do think that there are some, some fun uh, chicanery going on in, in the, the closing third of this film. Are you a Barry Keegan boy? Oh, I love me some Barry. I, I don't know if it's Keegan or Keoghan, uh, you know, Irish names. Yeah, he's uh, Irish. I don't. Yeah, but I do. I love me some Barry. Yeah, I, uh, I love him in uh, Banshees of Inishirin. Uh did of course like him uh in the uh the marvel movie that we all think is kind of good uh eternals yes. i don't know i know yes. i know everyone hates that movie and that's the moment everyone turned on the the mcu uh for us it's a, a moment where we're like wow too bad that one wasn't successful maybe they would have done something interesting afterwards um anyway uh yeah, I, I like Barry and everything I've seen him in, uh, so I was really excited for this. Um, even, I haven't seen Killing of a Sacred Deer yet, but he's he's he really pops in that uh, cameo, uh, I guess not cameo, but one scene role in Green Knight. And of course, you know, he, he steals a lot of screen time in Dunkirk. Um, but that, you know, I just you know seen him popping up for a while now i never got to american animals um trying to think of other stuff um but yeah anyway i i'm i'm definitely in on barry uh, i i've bought stock in the man i am in his corner uh, and i you know i'm kind of into on jacob alordi i haven't really watched um euphoria but i really liked mm-hmm. his performance in priscilla um really really enjoyed what he was doing there and uh, archie uh, Medique, um, who we saw when we covered Gran Turismo for the main show. Yep. Uh, I love him in this. The character is kind of thankless yeah. and like, uh, yeah, I'm not really, not really sure about, uh, uh, entirely how the film writes Archie and the choices it gives him. But, uh, you know, he's a fun he foil. Is very, he's a fun foil and he's very well played, uh, by mm-hmm. Archie Medique. I, I really enjoyed that performance as well. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty on board with like, 
the choices people are making in this movie. It's very broad. It's very arch. Uh, it is going, I heard the big critique I kept hearing was it's straight camp that thinks it's gay camp. And that is pretty damning. Mm. Uh, yeah. 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 So I, I, I definitely, um, I think it has fun and, and moments, but I, I am kind of on board. It does sort of shock for its own sake at times. I don't know that it has like a greater mind on uh, either class or the psychology of Barry Keoghan's character. I, you know, I, there's there's just no insights here for me. As much as it is a very fun style exercise in style, uh, I, I do think the filmmaking is really is really good. Mostly. Um, she, Fennell definitely has an eye for visuals uh, and definitely knows how to put together a good production design and costuming department, you know, definitely making sure uh, the departments are getting to put in the work mm-hmm. and have fun. So I, I, there's a lot to like here from a craft point of view. I just mm-hmm. think it's pretty, pretty freaking thin, man. Um and again, like the shocking stuff is kind of funny and lurid and gross and sometimes a little sexy, but you know, it, it ultimately doesn't really mean anything. And if that's all you're trafficking in, I, you know, I know that's going to really not go well with some people. Uh, what about you? Where are you at on these actors? Where are you at on sort of the more extreme content of the the movie? I know that's, that's two questions, but uh, talk me through it. Yeah. Um, so act, oh man, I love this ensemble. Uh, I tell you what, um, Kyogen is great. Uh, Lordy's great. Uh, Archie, uh, what's the actor's name again? Archie. I think it's Mattaquay. Uh, yeah, he's 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 fun here. Oh, for sure. I, I didn't even, I didn't even realize. Like, I think I after looking up, I was like, oh, he was in Grand Turismo. Like, that's you know fun to me as well. But man, Rosamund Pike uh, is just a knockout here. Her and uh, Richard, Richard E. Grant, yeah, they're eating, Grant. man. Yeah, man, yeah, they are. Th- that movie is a ton of fun uh, that they are in. Um, but I mean, Carrie Mulligan just absolutely shows up and steals, uh, every bit of screen time she's in, uh, which is very little, oh, unfortunately. Oh, poor dear Pamela. But man, Carrie Mulligan just, she's one of her greats, you know, one of the, I haven't got to see Maestro yet. Um, but I, I look forward to that because I think she's one of our great, you know, actors, um, currently working. Uh, and so I, I had fun seeing her here. Um, but the rest of the ensemble is great. I mean, and, and, and it really is Kyogen's. I mean, he, he a lot of a lot is asked of him, um, and I think he goes above and beyond at every turn. I have a hard time buying him as a uni student uh, because he looks like a hardened 30, 35 year old um, in those early moments of the film. So, like, that's kind of like. Ben Platt in Dear Evan Hansen uncanny for me, you know, like I don't think so, but um, I love the first act of this movie. I I think everything that kind of takes place at Oxford as uh, uh, Barry and Jacob's characters are getting to know each other and we're getting this back and forth and this sort of, you know, tension that's at odds and, and what exactly is this relationship? How is it being defined? And and we can kind of see some foreshadowing for what's to come from uh, Kyogen's character there. And I think that 
that first act is really cooking. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. And then I think once we get to Saltburn, it really kind of stalls out in some ways. Um, I, I think, you know, it's got a little too much there. We're trying to get through. Um, I think you could trim some stuff up. I think there's some pacing issues once we get to the second act. Um, but you know, uh, uh, you know, again, narratively, I, I think it's got some stumbles thematically. I'm with you. I don't know what this is trying to, you know, it's not as biting as it that's presenting itself to be. Uh, but uh, you know, across the board crafts wise, it's in, I think a very well made production. So it's got all the, you know, it's got all the kind of style going for it. It's seriously lacking in substance. And like you, man, the third act as, as we're getting here, it's the Nolan thing that Nolan does that I hate in that everything has to be explained to the T like I'm an, it almost feels like it's talking down to the audience. I think to, in a way like, Oh, ha ha, here's how this happened or, you know, whatever. And I don't think it needs that. I think without that, it's a much more interesting movie, you know, and we can't, we'll get into that more if we get into spoilers. But for me, it, that was a big turnoff. I, I hate when the third act just tries to spell it out all for you. I, I think it, kills any mystery it kills any intrigue it kills momentum uh and if the rest of the movie's not strong enough to counter that it really cuts the legs out from under a movie i think and that's what happened here for me um i i was kind of waning out of it during the second act uh but i was getting back into it by the time things start taking place and unfolding um and then we get those big kind of haha moments and it really kind of turned me off, I think, to it by the by the end of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, as far as like an actor's movie, I think it's really incredible uh, craft style, cinematography, art, production design, uh, costuming, uh, th- that party sequence. And, you know, uh, uh, Oliver's there with those horns and that's such a cool design. And I think Felix has the wings. Does he have wings on? Yes, I, yes. I believe yeah, Felix got the right. angel wings for sure. Like all of that's really cool. Uh, Pamela's costuming is fun uh, when we see her. Uh, and so all of that, you know, really works. Uh, and great names, right? Like Elspeth and Oliver Quick and Felix. And mm, for sure. Are, like they're just fun, Far- very British, I think. Farley. Yeah. Yeah. yeah some great names. Uh, uh, so that's cool. Uh, and so th- there are things about it I appreciate and I like. But, and I laugh at, but as a total movie, I think, you know, the, the parts are better than the sum of the whole is is where I'm at. That's sort of where I'm at too. Yeah. Hard to, hard to argue with. Yeah. I, I just, I, again, I'm, I'm like a three out of five on this. I think the stuff that works is is fun enough that, that there's, there's a real movie here. You know, it's, it's a, it's a modest success, but I, I, I agree. If you, if you're frustrated when a movie takes a big swing and, and misses, you're really going to hate this. I, I admire the effort. And uh, I, I definitely appreciate a lot about it, but I think I think I see the intense reaction some people have had to this. I do get it, um, yeah, for sure. Um, 
should we just go ahead? I mean, well, there's so much wacky stuff. Should we just go ahead and get get to it, or should we do have more? Yeah, I was going to say, say. Yeah, you've talked about these reactions to it. Well, I think we got to talk about what they're reacting to. So, listener, uh, we're going to move into spoiler territory. You have been warned, uh, and so yeah, um, this is a movie you've already kind of alluded to the talented Mister Ripley as sort of a point of reference there. Um, and this is all about a tale of obsession between Oliver and Felix. Um, and I guess this way in which he, I mean, he essentially just wants to take over Felix's whole world, uh, is, is what it comes down to is he, he (laughs) systematically enters his world, uh, and then brick by brick tears it apart. Um, until he is Lord of Saltburn Manor. Um, yeah. And it, quite literally. And it seems like it's going to do sort of like a British class system get out, you know, it like, it definitely mm-hmm. makes you, or like, you know, or like a boys school, or not, not boys school because they're at Oxford, but you know, college boys persona, you yeah. know, it makes you think it's going to go that direction. And I, I'm not saying it's, you know, bad to sell me one movie or, or at the very least, like try to make me think I'm watching one movie. It's that's okay. I like that. I like being upended, but I agree with you when you upend and over explain, it just feels like uh, it's kind of frustrating. And again, I'm not off put by where this goes. Like I, I like to reveal that Oliver, you know, Oliver presents himself to uh, Felix as, as being, you know, um, coming from a, a rough childhood and, you know, parents who struggle with addiction um, and suicide uh, or no, I, I believe the the story he tells about his dad's death is that it was an accident due to, to substance use. But, um, you know, he tells this very sad story and, you know, he's, he's a scholarship kid and he's, you know, bootstrapped himself to, and he kind of weaves this narrative and it turns out he's just like an upper middle class kid who wants to be even richer uh and i think that's kind of a fun twist like the the whole sequence where he's at the ha- him and felix are at the house with his yeah. parents is so unpleasant and like in a really fun and and, and engaging way yeah um, i really like that that turn and again it, that goes right into the party so i'm right there with you like there's that kind of tail into the second act is really great and mm-hmm. then when people start dropping dead at saltburn that's you're like oh wow where that's where this is going okay and and then yeah. it really i feel like cuts itself off at its knees by over explaining what it chose to do mm-hmm. and again like it's already not really a, a great class analysis it's like uh, yeah isn't people wish they were poorer than they were so they would be appealing to rich people and aren't we all covetous of rich people's things and aren't they shitty in like such weird micro microaggressiony passive aggressive ways it's like yeah i mean that's all kind of there on the surface like tell me more about the british class system that's kind of what our thing looks like you know i don't i don't feel like this gives me like any grand insight into uh, a class system that is you know considered to be different than ours in, in many ways so uh i i i guess maybe that's what the obsession is is the, is the obsession with sort of that that lordship that landedness that sort of wealth beyond wealth lifestyle um i guess maybe that's what we're, we're supposed to be enthralled by like barry's obsession with that but i'm more enthralled with the sexual psychosexual obsession you know i don't know that and, yeah. and even that i don't know is like very well studied or thought through um maybe more so than the class stuff but i don't know that 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 is like sound construction on that side of the screenplay either 
Yeah, I, I, there's this really interesting moment um, after uh, Oliver arrives at Saltburn, uh, where we see a completely different Oliver. Uh, and one instance is with uh, the the sister, um, uh, Venetia, uh, played by all Allison Oliver, uh, where Oliver is much more kind of confident of himself, charismatic, much different than the sort of mumbly, uh, shruggy Oliver that we'd seen at Oxford. And when we get a moment between him and Rosamund Pike where he's hitting on, you know, uh, Lady Elspeth a little yeah, bit, he talking, does, he does just talking sort of her up. Start and, kind of just low-key seducing uh, everyone yeah. in Saltburn except Felix. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and so like, there's like some interesting foreshadowing, I think, along with that. But then, um, you, you're you're right. I mean, it just I don't know. It, it definitely wants to have its cake, I think, and eat it too. And it, it, it's presenting as if it's got all these sort of ideas on its mind. Um, but again, like you say, they're all very much there on the surface. And and I'm never like you say. I'm, I mean, there's nothing here that's turning me off content wise. Like. Uh, there are some pretty insane things that take place on Oliver's side, uh, and so far as his obsession with Felix uh, goes, um, and so you know, if if you're a fan of bathtubs and boneyards, then we've got some scenes for you. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I, I'm right there with you. I, I man, I, I don't know, you know, and I I don't know. I'd seen some criticism of Fennell, like people kind of against her, criticizing her as, as a Nepo baby. And like, I don't know that she has the proper lens to be trying to tell this sort of story from if that's the, you know, again, I don't know all of her story, but if she is coming from this sort of upper class or rich uh, lineage, then I think it's hard to turn that lens in on yourself in that way. um, If, if that is what is being attempted here. Yeah, I, I meant to do more research, uh, but I didn't obviously know until right before we sat down for our, our sort of roundup. Yeah, this episodes. was a real we had a tight last minute thing. But I had also heard sort of this, that like she kind of comes from that upper echelon of British society is sort of the thing that I keep hearing. Um, and again, I haven't done enough of my own research to figure it out. Uh, yeah, she is. So uh, I don't, I'm trying not to like perpetuate that, you know. Uh, she was born to Theo Fennell, uh, a jewelry designer. <laughs> known as the King of Bling uh, for his flamboyant celebrity designs ah. uh, and his and, and the author Louise Fennell, name McGregor, ah. uh, and her sister is Coco Fennell, a fashion designer. So, gotcha. so they're all uh, they're all well connected, I see. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she went to Oxford and I guess studied English at Greyfriars, Oxford. So, OK, well, you know, I mean, obviously having some time in the, you know, the British education institutions are you know there i think the oxford stuff as you said is like fun and interesting and well observed and sort of the academic sleaze stuff that's going on i think is kind of fun but uh, yeah again i don't know that it all ultimately really amounts to much um as as titillating as it often is as um fun as Murder on the dance floor is to close us out. You know, that that final sequence of Barry dancing through the mansion with his hog out. Like, what a great sequence. I mean, truly uh, an exciting uh, ending, in my opinion. Just, you know, just 
fully uh, dancing his heart out. F- very funny song choice. Uh, and just, you know, the camera's taking in Saltburn and this really lovely tracking shot. Um, you know, big swing, like the ending, m- enough that, like, I-, I am mostly positive on it. Uh, but I also don't know that I, I really would recommend it to anyone uh, outside of people who are curious about Fennel. Uh, or people who, yeah. who are like just in for like you want to see a batshit movie and that's that's what they're you know that's what they're looking yeah. for and again this isn't even that crazy you know there's plenty of like yeah sexually more adventurous films let's say that don't verge into pornographic like and, and as far as like psychosexual and obsessiony like weird acts on screen this doesn't go that hard so if you if it's really somebody who's like into that kind of thing i think they might be a little annoyed at this film's reputation and, and think it's a little more vanilla than it presents itself as yeah i mean if if your standards are david cronenberg's crash and you know to uh, i don't know that this is gonna do anything for you yeah right yeah exactly but if you're like curious <laughs> about those kinds of you know that sort of adventurous let's say uh filmmaking uh yeah i mean this is this is kind of a good entryway you know if if you haven't seen the doom generation let's say you know you might like this um man that's i guess that's that's the real uh uh you know knock against the film is it makes me want to watch you know catch up with some gregoraki stuff i haven't seen since i was in high school <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yeah. uh so i you know sorry uh, is what I would say. I, I like it. I do like it. And I maybe I will get to Promising Young Woman. I just will not share my opinion about it because I don't think the discourse around that movie needs me at all. I've been tempted to do it on the show, but on the main show, but maybe maybe down the road. Yeah, maybe we give, give, it, some, give, it, give it some time. Get, get a 10 years out from the pandemic and see where we're at. <laughs> God, maybe that's... See how the discourse is Yeah, if we're yeah. still doing the show 10 years out from the pandemic, maybe we do have to take a look back at the, the weird movie year. <laughs> I mean, there's going to be a point where, yeah, I don't, you know, we're going to have to find something to talk about. No so. kidding. Well, uh, I, what, what do you think, Arthur? Do you recommend... I know Saltburn's still playing in some places. It is sort of on its way out of theaters. Do you, It's going to be on Amazon Prime on the 22nd. So like a week from when we're recording this, do you do you just recommend people wait till this is on Amazon and then check it out if if they've enjoyed our conversation? Yeah, I think that's where I'm at. I'm with you. I don't know that I I, mean, I don't know who I would recommend this to. Right? Uh, again, I'm just like you. The same caveats as you on this one. Um, if if you have interest in Saltburn, uh, yeah, wait. I don't know. Maybe the Euphoria fans will dig it. I don't know. You know that show gets pretty wild. Um, so maybe, but. Uh, yeah, for me, it's, it's definitely, you know, don't go out of your way to watch this one. Um, I don't think you need to, I think it's a great Kyogen performance, obviously another, uh, a golden globe nomination there for Kyogen, uh, and Rosamund Pike, I believe as well. So it's, it's getting those accolades, but, and people will see it because of that. And, you know, I would like to be a fly in those walls uh, for some of the people who catch up with this. But, um, for me, it's, yeah, it's, it's one you don't need to catch up with. Yeah, I so. I am kind of right there with you. I don't know the people who I would recommend it to have pretty much already seen it. Uh, yep, exactly. <laughs> there's a handful of people yeah. who I I might recommend it to, uh, but it, you know it's it, it is a interesting misfire, I guess we'll say that that I ultimately yeah. l- like well enough to call a success, uh, or at least an, an interesting at bat. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, so. 
what are well, you excited to see next? You know, we're we're sort of let's as we wrap up here and uh, sweat out the uh, the season. You know, we're we're trying to cram movies for our year end lists right now. Um, yeah, anything you haven't caught yet that you're like that's a blind spot I got to check off, or any rewatches you're uh, like I got to make sure I like that as much as I think I do. Uh, you know, I um, Iron Claw, I missed you know seeing that screener. Uh, I should be getting a DVD in the mail. I think as we're recording this is supposed to be here this weekend so i'll be catching up with that pretty quickly um i i don't know that there's much left for me to that i'm i'm really excited for i've got color purple waiting on me i just need to hit play at some point um probably will catch wonka i don't know you know it's not one i'm super looking forward to or hyper expecting but i, I would like to see it um more of a curiosity of anything at this point so uh, we'll see about that. Um, I mean, yeah, you've already seen. Up. Yeah, you've already seen Poor Things, which I'm I'm still needing to catch up with, and you've seen American Fiction. Um, yeah. Have you got to Boy in the Heron yet? No, that is one I need to go see. Yeah. I want to go see that, and I need to go see Godzilla minus one. Yeah, those both rock. Uh, I think those will both yeah. make my my top twenty five. Pretty, they're pretty much yeah. locked for it. Honestly, I just don't know where they're going to be yet. Definitely going to go probably maybe try to check those out next week. I've been thinking about finding some time uh, and that may happen next week to go do that. Um, so those are two. Uh, I saw Ferrari. Um, caught up with that one. I've been catching up uh, with some of the neon stuff. Uh, I rewatched past lives uh, because that nice. was one, you know, cells cells hadn't seen it. And I kind of wanted to rewatch it to see how it was still playing after six months or so. Um, uh, zone of interest you know i've caught up with that now a couple times oh wow and so yeah, yeah you're, we're, uh, you're way out ahead of me i got i gotta get to most of these that you're mentioning so there's you know yeah it's it's been a busy week um so it's, at this point it's just kind of going back uh taste of things is one i haven't got to catch up with yet that i've been i need to sit down and watch uh from juliet with juliet binoche i mm. uh, can't remember where that's out of it's an international one um a couple of other uh Mads Mickelson's got a new one. I can't remember what that one's called either. Uh, I'm blanking on all these international titles. Yeah, I know um, there's some I, I need to catch up with. Earth Mothers may be the title. That that's there's a couple that, from early Earth, that Earth Mama is one. That's, what it's that's called. an A24 yeah, release. That's what I wanted to yeah, see. I've, I've got that. There's one about salt in the dirt. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, I never got uh, to Are You There God. Uh um, oh man, I tell you what, that to. one I watched that a couple weeks ago. That's dark horse top 10 potential for me yeah that's what um, i keep hearing the people who like it really I freaking like it. it yeah man uh, i gotta rewatch. uh i know it's you know in some places you'll see it as a 2022 release because that's when it started playing festivals but i do think quantum cowboys now that it's gotten distribution is out on like hoopla and stuff that's got a, a real i gotta rewatch that and see if i like it as much as i did when i saw it at dead center yeah you and sales both mentioned it quite a bit um, so if it's available, I may try to catch yeah, it. Yeah, it's on Fandor, which is I think like a less successful movie sort of situation, gotcha. and then is you know available with the library card through Hoopla. Um, so it uh, is on on sort of the library services. Uh, Fallen Leaves is one I want you to watch. I don't know. I, yeah, that's not out yet, right? Uh, it, yeah, I don't know. It's supposed to come to movie. I think so. I can probably get it to you. But okay, yeah, um, that's right. I keep it's, it's Fallen Leaves. Yeah, I, I heard that that's good. I love, 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 love it. Um, I had a really good time with that one. Okay, okay. Uh, out of Finland. I think that's Finland's uh, pick. So uh, that's a good time right there. But yeah, uh, I finally caught up with Anatomy of a Fall. Oh, man. So I filled in that. Love that one. 
Yeah, man. Uh, you know, it's a good year for uh, Sandra Huller. Yeah, um, I'm so excited for Zone of Interest. Yeah, I'm so excited for excited is a weird uh, way to say. Uh, I, yeah, I know what I you mean. I watch you mean. Zone of Interest, but <laughs> yeah, 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 chomping at the bit uh, yeah, for uh, you know Zone it. of Interest. Yeah, I can't wait to feel a lot of dread. <laughs> uh, Aquaman, I guess. Is one couldn't, we'll couldn't, see about. couldn't be me, Arthur. I'll be I'll be at anyone but you on Christmas. I think. Uh, What's that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be, yeah, I'll I be see that. Glenn Powell and Sydney Sweeney heating up the let's, screen. Yeah, I am highly excited for that. Yeah, just as well. Stand two hot people next to each other and let them banter and be mean and uh, yeah. to each other. I love it. That's what I look forward to. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I guess we got to get off this call and go watch some okay. more movies so we can get these lists you know what? finalized. Yeah. It doesn't end. So uh, everybody catch up with us. Uh, go watch a movie. Uh, if you see Saltburn, let us know what you thought. Um, and uh, we're going to go watch more movies and we'll probably be back at this at some point. So um, we'll catch you next time. Bye.